podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Um, hello everyone, good evening and welcome to Club Preview here on Club Deck. Um, Club at 22 even, Club Deck Corner and really said they're a great start. Positive, positive start, Scotia. Yes. <laughs> Lovely start, yes. Um, yeah, we're here to um, look back over the, the Hibs game, um, the 2-0 win on Wednesday evening and I'll, I'll also preview the upcoming um, Scottish Cup game against Annan Anna Athletic. Um, before I go around and introduce the lads, i um, just like to read a wee note out from our sponsors. As you all know, we are sponsored by Manscaped, proudly sponsored by Manscaped. And if you go to manscaped.com and enter the code CLUBAT22, you'll get a 20% off and free shipping and your balls will definitely thank you. So, let's welcome the guests. It's another full house this evening. Uh, First of all, we've got Scott Carney. How's it going, Scott? Yes, good, mate. Weekend is here, even though it doesn't really mean much to me anymore because I always work at least one day at the weekend. But it's one day closer to seeing um, Rangers and I'm looking forward to seeing them back in action, especially with probably a much-changed squad. But yes, looking forward to this, Scotia. Yep, indeed. Um, And we've also got Ali Pearson. How's it going, Ali? Not too bad. I just hope there's no Welsh listening tonight, Scotia, because um, (laughs) you've got an agenda against the Welsh. Uh, you, I misspoke, misspoke, I used the wrong word. <laughs> so, yeah, you do realise Ali, Ali will live on that forever, yeah, mate. Of course forever it's going to be. Forever. This time next year he'll be saying the same thing, won't he? So, he um, will be, yes he will be. To that. Dad jokes. Uh, and finally we've got Ryan Hamer, so thanks Ryan. Yeah, good mate, another working week done. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that hiccup at the, at the beginning of the pod, at least it's not live, Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's, <laughs> there's Dale um, from Los Angeles. Good evening, Dale, or good afternoon for yourself, I would imagine. Um, yes, so good to have everyone on, another full house, as I say. Um, so I think, firstly, we'll just start off with looking back at the, the Hibs game. Thank you very much there, Scott Swelder. Um, yes, we'll, we're pushing, slowly pushing forwards, but we're still under 2,000. So if you could um, tell all your friends about this and um, get, help get us up to above 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so we're going to look back at the, the Hibs game um, on Wednesday evening there, where really Rangers actually, looking back at the game, ran out fairly comfortable 2-0 winners. Maybe not as emphatic as the win against Hearts at the weekend, but still, a win's a win and we kept the zero. So there was only one change to the side um, with Glenn Kamara coming in to replace Ryan Jack, um, but the team remained unchanged from the weekend. Um, and we ran out 2-0 winners with um, a TAF penalty in the 5th minute and then also an Alfie Thunderbolt in the 57th minute. Um, now, Ali and uh, Carney, they've done a, a pretty detailed um, post-match reaction when you get back in on Wednesday evening. Um, listen back to that and it was um, very good. I thought he's covered the game pretty well. But um, Ryan, since you've not had the chance to kind of give us your thoughts, um, what was your take on the game? Yeah, I was pleased. I was pleased with the with the result and the performance. I think we'd be asking a lot of the team if we thought we were going to be another five uh, 0 job. Um, but I think the energy and the desire was there. You can definitely see a change in our play since the the old firm game. Um, 
the player, we've definitely got that reaction. We've carried it on into that Hibs game. Obviously, they can't <coughs> can't go down for a penalty for the most stonewall penalty you ever see. Was pleasing to see that got a few men howlers, including Michael Stewart, uh, upset. Uh, it's a penalty to Rangers. Tav takes it. Tav, Tav takes it the way you want to see him taking a penalty, nice and calm, no mistakes. And um, yeah, I didn't feel as if Hibs posed any threat to us. Really, I didn't think McGregor had anything to do. Of course, there was the the penalty shout for Hibs, which I'm still to see. I don't even remember seeing it at the game. Never mind <laughs> a replay on social I'm media. Struggling, struggling, um, struggling to find it. No, in the highlights, yeah. No, um, they found Bin Laden, but they'll never find that. But um, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just... <laughs> man, I wanted to say that, right? Should get away with that one. It's it's historical. It's historical. Um, but yeah, they played they played well, and we got a second goal. Alfie's finish for the second goal is phenomenal. He's just on fire just now, and he deserved again. He deserved it because he capped off a brilliant performance. His link up play, his first touch again. I thought maybe the Hearts game was a bit, a bit of a one-off with his first touch because I always criticise his first touch, but it was on point again at the Hibs game. Brilliant. Uh, worked hard for the team and, yeah, I was, I was really pleased with the performance. I thought they were well-deserved 2-0 uh, victors. <laughs> Ryan, were you wet watching that on Wednesday evening? I think Jamie's <laughs> asking. <laughs> so, um... ah, well, I'm in row four, yeah, Jamie. No, Let's a... keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was really comfortable. I remember I was with Ali in the pub um, beforehand, and I looked at what the Hibs team was like. I think they were playing with seven or eight defenders. So I went on to like the Hibs, the Hibs sort of Twitter, and looked at their comments, and all the Hibs fans were really, really shocked and disgusted by what they're seeing in that lineup. But you know, Rangers handled it very well. Um, Ali, come to you, Porter. Your, your thoughts changed um, since Wednesday evening? No, really. To be honest, I thought it's pretty routine for Rangers. To be honest, weather wasn't great. Obviously, Ryan. We'd have seen the weather that night. He was getting battered with the snow and the, the wind and everything down there. We were all nice and warm up in the club deck, so it was good to see Ryan down there. But it's <laughs> so, all right, Dixie got wet as well. He's just below you, he's beside you as well. So, um, no, it was routine, to be honest. Um, I, 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 like Ryan, I never really felt Hibs were going to hurt us. There was a wee spell in the first half where Aye, they kind of came into it, but that was what kind of when um, Balogun went off and Barisic came on. But once Barisic kind of got himself into the game, I, I thought we were fairly comfortable. And obviously, the second half, Alfie gets a goal, and and uh, aye, I just pretty comfortable to be honest. And I mean, we can't expect to go and bar teams five 0 every week. Sunday was brilliant, but if somebody tell you. That would go and beat Hearts five 0 and beat Hibs two 0 not concede any goals. You would have grasped that. So, no, I was delighted. Yeah, no, it was a really, really pleasing performance. Um, there was a point as well, I think, when obviously Aberdeen had equalised and the noise in the stadium really picked <laughs> up. But it didn't last very long, did it? Um, yeah, Carney, what are your thoughts? Anything changed or still fairly pleased with that? <clears throat> no, I'm fairly pleased with it, mate. Just quickly, Carney Muncher said, mate, that he's glad that it was only a fine from the Welsh Constabulary yes. um, that you got. Uh, yeah, they let me off. No, and uh, Tommy's come in and said Ryan Porteous says hello, Scott. It's Craig um, Porteous. Craig Porteous. <laughs> so no, I still uh, don't know uh, where that name came from. Ah, uh, near Dami. Uh, I was a I was a belter. Um, 
but I, it was it was very, it was routine. Uh, the, the big word that came out of it, even from Geo after it was control, and I think that's pretty much what Rangers done. Look, when it's one now in a game at Ibrooks, we're all the same. Everybody gets that wee bit nerve where we all think, oh, they're going to get their chance uh, because they tend to do. They tend to always get one chance. Theirs came probably. I think their best chance was probably Nisbet's chance um, in the first half when he probably should do better with it. And then, obviously, that shot that from outside the box, McGregor should save that. And and he does, he does turn it over. So, yeah, obviously, as soon as it got 2-0, I think we all we all did relax a bit. So, it, it was routine, it was controlled. It was by no means the standard of what Sunday was. But to come after the disappointment of... Um, the old firm, which it was, to have scored seven goals, uh, to conceded none, and to um, to beat Hearts and Hibs along with that, then you can't really ask for any more. So, controlled performance by Rangers and just what the doctor ordered after the disappointment of the old firm. Yeah, um, Carney, I'm going to stick with you, and I think we need to discuss this again because we've won, so it's not as if we're putting sour grapes out there or anything. But the referee in performance again was abysmal. Um, I was watching the highlights back, and within side two minutes, Arfield makes a challenge, gets the ball, but it's given as a foul for I don't know why. And then it just continued to get worse and worse. Um, Gio was asked in the press conference about VR, and he's really pro VR. But the referee performances are really worrying me at the minute. It's just so inconsistent, don't you think? Yes, mate, I think inconsistent. Can I be generous about it? I, I've said before, um, me and Ryan had a conversation, I think it was me and Ryan on a pod that mentioned that it was nothing to do with cheats and we get slaughtered uh, by, by a certain viewer. By, and I, I don't believe it is cheating, but there is a bias there. And... If the referee decides it's a foul, it's a foul, right? Okay, you kind of got on with it, but you can't then change your mind for the exactly the same foul for the opposite team, which seems to be what's happening. And it's reoccurring now. I don't like the way the, the way referee the, the way about making a complaint about referees structured in this country. It doesn't seem to make much sense. I mean, if Geo comes out and says anything else other than "oh well, they don't have far," then he'll get slaughtered for it, and he'll probably get a ban. That's the bit that I don't agree with. It seems to be that we are just going to have to cope with this, and that's it. I'm, I'm half and half a bit far. Uh, sometimes I think it ruins games. Sometimes I think it makes the game better. So I'm a, I'm a wee bit unsure. I think before Scotland football as a whole decides to get to VAR, we have to have full-time referees. You can't have these guys doing their full-time jobs and coming up and doing this job after they've done their work, etc., etc. They should be full-time referees. And constantly refereeing games, whether it be youth games, whether it be, I don't know, even women's football happens sometimes during the day. The youth team, there's different ways that they can they can get their skills better to try not being inept at their job, basically. Um, it's very frustrating right now. Uh, but <clears throat> it does sound it doesn't sound like Sour Grapes just now because obviously we're discussing we've discussed it twice now after two wins for Rangers. And I watched the highlights back. I don't often watch sports scene, but uh, I'll hang my head in shame and say that I watched it the other day. And some of the refer- refereeing decisions across the board were shambolic. They really are shambolic. So before I think before before we get to VAR we have to we have to get full time refs first. I think that's the, the first step. But 
we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to. I'm not going to hold my breath for the SFA to change anything. But the 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 inconsistency and the what looks like bias um, to any team that's not Rangers is pretty clear for all of us to see. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, come to you. I mean, we definitely need VAR. Gio's obviously mentioned that he's really wants it and he wants it for next season but I I can't see how it's going to happen I just it perplexes me the fact that there's leagues with no disrespect to them way lower than Scottish football I've got VAR in and we don't for some reason and I see CGM's just made a comment there about VAR it's going to be the same people that are refereeing that are making the VAR decisions so are you for VAR? It's a great point he makes and that's why <clears throat> that's why I don't think it'll ever It'll never be squeaky clean VAR, and that's why I'm not for it. You're always going to get the human error, the human element in VAR, because if you look at it, what you're getting is that in England, someone not having the authority to make a, de- a decision, going to a television, or getting told in his ear the decision to make, which can still be the wrong decision, and hindsight can still be the wrong decision. So you're still going to get that human error. So I don't think... It's ever going to be squeaky clean in football. What I see down in England, I don't want it up here because I do think it ruins the the natural flow of the game. And I don't like the way players are scoring. You see players scoring down there, they're looking at the linesman, then they're, they're looking at the referee, and there's just a, you're losing that natural... The, the thing we love, the beauty, of the, the beauty of the game. I don't think it would stop the likes of Morello celebrating right enough, but you know what I mean. It's just... <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp as Carney in terms of whether it's they need to go full-time, but these referees need help. They need help. They are, I've never spoken to referees so much as I have this season. The, the standard we are seeing is horrific, really horrific. And a thing I noticed about referees as well, and it might be because I'm I'm down the front, I never see referees at Ibrooks having like, and I mean this with both teams, having a kind of relationship and a joke with the players. <clears throat> There's never that kind of, I don't know, I don't see a two-way respect between the players and the referee the way you used to see years ago. And that's probably because the players are so frustrated at the standard. I mean, you look at those two bookings, I know I'm going to offer one here. You look at those two bookings that Willie Collar gave, the Calvin Bassey's tackle, yellow card, and the Leon Balligan yellow card, that's two in the one game. I mean, that's, that's horrendous standard. And Willie Collum still a, a top-class referee in this country. And it, it's yeah. it's baffling, but no, for VAR, for me, would have to be watertight for it to be here, and I don't see it ever being like that, Scotia. I don't see them ever eradicating the kind of problems they have with it. Yeah, I think you're always going to run into this issues, and I think what Carney says about full-time refs is a good idea. And actually, come to you, Ali, Curry Munster's made a pretty good comment, a wee suggestion here. Should our referees be mic'd up like they are in rugby? I mean, when you watch the rugby games and you see the referee, you're hearing them all the time, but they also, it's only ever like the captain to speak to. There's none of this kind of surrounding the ref. Um, do you think that would be a, a sensible idea if our refs were mic'd up for football games? <laughs> God, imagine that. <laughs> Christ, I could put a comedy show that on. Um, I would say in Ryan's point in terms of referees and players in terms of not getting on. I've got one example, uh, and it's Kevin Clancy and Scott Brown. They've got a great Fuck. relationship, especially up in the <laughs> Honestly, Scott Brown was his assistant that day, so there's an example of players and referees that got on together. So that was one there. But no, I mean, 
I mean, the, the rugby doesn't do it for me at all in terms of watching it. I did actually sit down and watch the Scotland-England game with my dad in, in Glasgow uh, last week. And, yeah, I kind of get where he's coming from in terms of mic'd up and you can hear what's going on and all that. But, no, I'm the same as Ryan, to be honest. I don't want VAR at all. I watch it in England. I think it takes the emotion out of the game. You celebrate a goal down there and you're kind of sitting about waiting for it to be disallowed or given and... I don't like that. I, I like to... To me, football's been played for umpteen years and I, there's going to be errors in the game because it's humans refereeing it and I prefer it that way, to be honest. I get VAR takes out some decisions. I get goaling technology should be there. I agree with that completely. But in terms of VAR, in terms of these, some of these offside decisions, I mean, down the Premiership, it's a boss here at times. Um it's a no for me for VAR, but I do I do understand what Curry Munch was saying in terms of being mic'd up so you can get a better understanding of what the referee's thinking probably, but I can't see it to be honest up here. <laughs> magic, magic, magic Clancy and all that mic'd up. The only thing <laughs> yeah, the only things we've been mic'd up as well though, if if it is Rangers, for example, all you would hear is Alan McGregor. Like that literally that <laughs> yeah, is all you would hear that. the whole time. And I'm not sure some of the stuff he says is broadcastable, so at half twelve on the afternoon, when it's when the stadiums were empty, it was um, very, very funny hearing yeah. him screaming and shouting. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what Europe? What, what was the European game where we get a goal off of our, and there was the celebrations were delayed because uh, obviously it was this season. And I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. It was, who this, it was against. It was this season? Who did we play oh, last? It was. Um, was that a two 0 Was it Leon? I can't remember, but uh, it was a strange. That was a strange one because it was a the delay until we celebrated. But I think maybe there was, it was a bit different for that one because Gio, it was, it was Gio's so first new. game, was it? No, was it not Gio's first game? We won two. So was Leon, yeah, yeah, it was Leon. So it was Leon. Yeah. No, we played uh, Prague. Yeah. Gio's no, first game. Wasn't it Leon? So when we had oh, Prague two 0 Prague. 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 Yeah. Right. Oh no. Well, that'll do with that. The VAR stuff. Um, a couple of players that I wanted to talk about and. Um, Ryan, I'll come to you first. We both um, had made the decision not to play Glenn Kamara in our team. Um, I thought on Wednesday evening there, it wasn't great in the first half, but I think he actually grew into the game um, in the second half. Um, what are your thoughts on Kamara at the moment? I've thought a lot about this over the past past couple of weeks, really, since we played played them at... I'll try and keep it clean, their stadium. Um <laughs> I thought about it, I thought about it. Um, I just think Kamara, this won't go down well with, with some people in the comments probably, I think Kamara slows our play down a lot. I'm a big Glenn Kamara fan, but I think he suits us in Europe and I think he suits us when we're away from home and we're maybe trying to hold on to a lead and play possession football. I think you've seen the difference when Glenn Kamara wasn't in that team against Hearts and I think you noticeably seen it. He's a great football, Glenn Kamara, but I can I think you could see how we weren't as direct on either the night there as we, we were with him out the team or with Jack in the team. I think Jack's a lot more direct than he is. Um so I would have Glenn Kamara out my team at the moment. I would if I could, I would have Lundstrom and Jack. If Jack's fit again, obviously he's supposed to be in training next week or this weekend even. Yeah, I would have Jack and Lundstrom in my team as it stands at the moment because I do think we attack and we're a lot more direct without Kamara. Yeah, um, yeah, Ali, 
Jack, uh, Kamara for me, he is looking pretty jaded and he's looked jaded ever since we've come back after the winter break. I don't know if there's maybe some disappointment that no clubs come in for him. I don't know. He's just it, He doesn't look um, at it at the minute, um, does he? No. He's, um, you could say that about quite a few of the players since we've come back for January break, to be honest, instead of just Kamara. But, I mean, my pal Joe Aribo, he's looking a wee bit drained as well at the moment. So, no, I agree. I, I I think you've seen a difference when Ryan Jack was was playing against Hearts for Lundstrom and we were moving the ball. He moves the ball forward, Jack, rather than sideways. I think um, CGM55 said um, Kamara tries to play the ball sideways all the time and it, it, it does and it, it does slow us down. But I'd like to see him play further up the park, Kamara, because he plays there for, for Finland and he's Geo played him that kind of holding midfielder role where the defence gave the ball to him. But I don't think it's his position. I actually quite like to see when he came on against uh, come on against Hearts and he scored that goal and he's driving with a ball. I'd like to see him there just to see what he's yep. got because oh, I think that's where he plays for Finland. I'm sure he plays for the part for Finland, but he looked really well. He looked obviously Hearts were a few goals down by then, but he looked really good driving with a ball come out and slotted away lovely that goal. And yeah, he probably needs a wee rest out of the team, but. Um, He's still a good player, Kamara. He's still a good player, but I, I could see him moving on in the summer, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, uh, Carney, come at you for your thoughts. I'm sure what Ali was saying there, I think it was the Hearts game, I was watching back the highlights, and Kevin Thompson came out and said, he wants him to play a wee bit further forward and drive a wee bit more. Would you go tend to go along with sort of what Ali's saying there? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if... <sighs> I don't know if we ask him sometimes, or Gio, or even Gerard did, ask him to play a role that probably isn't really for him. With Finland, he always plays a wee bit further forward. But with Rangers, he always seems to be that holding midfielder. He doesn't really get the freedom to go forward. The goal he scored was a cracking goal. I mean, really, really superb. It's everything that you want Kamara to be doing. Uh, but I'll ha- I would have to agree with Ryan and uh, with Ryan about Jack and Lundstrom because obviously everybody knows I'm obviously a massive Ryan Jack fanboy, but the Jack and Lundstrom thing just seemed to work. Uh, I don't know what it was about it, and I don't want to get too carried away with it because as Rangers fans, we always do this. Somebody plays amazing, and all of a sudden we think they should never be dropped. But Lundstrom's now done it two two games in a row. Um, Jack obviously got a knock again, no fault of his own because of again a ridiculous refereeing decision. But that for me really worked. Um, I think it's going. We obviously we don't know the way the Rangers handled their business in terms of bids that come in, in terms of bids that they are making for other players. You never really tend to find out. Bona Barisic, I remember on a, a press conference said that he was aware of a club that had interest in him and stuff, and kind of let the let let the mask behind it all slip a wee bit. So you never know. Kamara could have had an offer. And maybe that's the bit that's gonna maybe a wee bit that he's struggling with. Uh, he's he's an incredible football player. He's still going to leave our club no matter what. Um, one of the best bit of business Rangers has probably ever done. Let's be honest. But yeah, I can't I can't see past a fit Ryan Jack and a Lundstrom right now in that midfield just to free up everybody in front of them because Lundstrom will do the box to box. Jack will even do the box to box to a certain extent. But with they two there, you just Go and I've said that I'm, I'm a, I've said that well, I think it's probably the third time that I'm saying it that I fully expect the team that started against Hearts to be the team that starts against Dortmund. Yeah, um, another player that I want to discuss 
and you may be surprised that it's not Alfie because I think we would just be saying everything that we, we said after the game against Hearts. But Scott, we always talk, we have to talk, <laughs> we always talk about Alfie, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the player that I'm going to come to is one who's completely short of confidence at the minute, and it's um, Borna Barisic. Ali, give us your thoughts on Borna at the moment. <laughs> uh, aye, he's completely short of confidence. When he came on... That's when Hibs came in at the game, when Barisic came on, because he looked like, I think Carney said it in a post-match, a deer in headlights. That's what he did. Until, I'd say, the last 10 minutes of the first half where he, he grew into it. Second half, I thought he was all right. I thought Big Bassy helped him out a lot of the time, coming across just to just to help him. But, yeah, I mean, we'll come on to teams for the weekend. I, I fully expect, expect him to play left-back. He needs to get his confidence back. But we've seen this with Borna. He's, he's had this kind of sticky patch with us quite a few times, to be honest, where he's kind of fallen away and looked short of confidence and he's, he's came right back. So hopefully he comes right back and kind of proves us wrong because he's not a bad player. He's not a young boy. He's 30 years of age. Croatian, he plays for Croatia. I know he's maybe not their full-time left-back now. I think he's kind of in and out of that left-back position, but... He is a good player, and there is a player there, and yeah, I think he'll come back, Barisic. But I would say on the flip side, Bassi for me offers a hell of a lot more on the left hand side. He's stronger, he looks more committed, and for me going forward, and I think all all the guys we've all said it, it's Bassi's shirt to lose at left back when he goes back across there. Yeah, no, Ali, you're right, and Ryan, yeah, I tend to agree with what Ali's saying there, that it probably doesn't help Borna that um, when Bassi's playing, Bassi looks so much better at the minute um, than Borna does, so I think Borna's probably the better left-back, but Bassi's kind of, yeah, as Ali says, stealing his shirt, isn't he? Ah, it's, it's, it's changed days from last season when you wouldn't have Borna out of the team. I've seen this coming with Borna, I've got to admit, and I don't know, again, the privileges of, of um, sitting close to the pitch. He, he's been offering nothing for weeks. He's been going up the left-hand side, passing it back the way, offering nothing going forward. I think, and I don't like saying this, I think Bonner has been found out a bit as a one-trick pony. I think whoever's defending against him knows he's going to try and get the cross in early. He very, very rarely comes inside the way Bassey does and offers that kind of Link up play inside. Bonner just wants to whip the ball in. What a cross he's got on him. But I think he's been worked out a wee bit and he needs to go back to the drawing board and get his confidence up and start offering something different, a different uh, avenue to what to his play. But um, yeah, I've seen this coming for weeks with Bonner and I'm not surprised and I totally agree with Ali. The left back role is Bassies. I don't like the mumps and groans and stuff that Bonner's getting because. I know you're always going to get that, especially at Ibrooks, but when a player is really lacking confidence, and it's so obvious he's lacking confidence, it's going to do him no good. It's going to do him absolutely no good whatsoever. Um, so I'd like to see him. I think he'll be in the team tomorrow, and I'd like to see him having a really good game tomorrow just to get a bit of confidence back. Yeah, um, Carney, finally, wrap up with you. I've seen a few comments there talking about potentially selling Barisic in the, in the summer. I think the good thing with Borna is I think he's contracted until the following season so he's not one of these players that's contracts running down but do you think that's an option for us? I, I 
Um, I believe in cycles and teams and I believe that you'll have players that will stick around for a certain amount of time and maybe longer than they maybe should have. Uh, I don't think Borner's quite at that stage, but I do believe that this this team, um, the kind of co-foundation of this team is coming to the end of its cycle and I think you will start seeing things tricking out. I was standing uh, talking to a few guys before I went in on uh, Wednesday night there and they were saying the same thing. I was like, I think there's just... We are we are reaching another cycle. I mean, Ramsey's probably the start of that cycle. Just purely based on who we've managed to attract to the club, I'm not going to say that Rangers are going to go out and sign guys that are on £400,000. That's not going to happen. We are realistic enough to know that that won't happen. But we've now attracted that name, so we've now took that next step to start the next cycle, if that makes sense. And I think players... Like, I mean, I might get slaughtered like Kamara, like um, Golton, who's obviously going to leave, looks like he's going to leave in the summer, um, Barisic. And if if Tavernier wasn't our captain, um, I think Tavernier as well, purely based on... Now, I love James Tavernier. That's not really based on his form or the, the player that he is, because I, I love him and I think he deserves to be captain. But I think if he wasn't captain, he would be in that kind of next... Cycle. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm trying to explain here? I'm terrible with words. I don't know why I do a podcast. Um, but you know, that's what I mean. I feel like there is, a, there's, a, there's about to be a change. If that makes sense, and if we win a league this year, then it'll be fine, and we'll be happy about it. But I think you can feel it building that there will be an next one. Uh, I completely agree with the boys, but the left back position is Bassi's for me because he offers something completely different. He, he is a guy that's pretty much stepped into a role that's not his natural role and flourished in it in terms of playing centre-back and it's only going to add to him moving back to left-back once he gets a run there. Uh, he offers so much more and would you try and stop that guy if he was charging forward with the ball? Because I know I certainly wouldn't. So uh, I, all day long, Bassi's the, the, the left-back for me. So we'll see with Bonner. I expect him to play tomorrow, but I think his time might be coming to an end. Yeah, no, he's have summed it up, up really well there. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I really like Borna Barisic. I love him as a football player. He seems like a really nice guy. But yeah, at the moment, um, he's he's just shot of confidence and it is, it's Bassey's shirt to lose, really. Um, so that'll do us with the, the Hibs game there. Um, before we go on to speak about the Annan game, just quickly do some highlights of the, the press conference. Um, so you can go and watch that. That's now on the, the Rangers YouTube channel and Rangers TV if you're subscribed to that. So you can go and watch the, the full interview there. But um, Gio was out, um, as always, and he was asked, um, started with the, the daftest question in the world in terms of should we be winning the cup? <laughs> and Gio answered, come back, yeah, he thinks we, we need, to, obviously we're Rangers, we need to compete and win in every competition that we're in, really. He was asked about the squad rotation. He's quite pleased that this is the biggest squad depth that he's had since he's come in. You know, I think we've only obviously only got Balogun and Jack kind of sitting injured there at the moment. But from the press conference later on, he does say that um, the scan on Leon was pretty good. Um, Hellander's obviously been training for, for a few weeks, so he looks like he'll be starting tomorrow. And Jack looks, as Ryan Bibb mentioned earlier, Jack's should be back in training this weekend. Um, I've seen a comment come up here earlier in the chat there um, it was asked about Ramsey if he's fit to start um, and he says yes he's ready to start and he will be playing tomorrow but I'll stop there Ali we had this conversation about Ramsey after the, sort of during the game he looks way off match sharpness in my opinion doesn't he yeah 
I think that's what you said, wasn't it? Your, your name's not Ali, by the way, for a start off. Um, it's my podcast but, prick. Right, <laughs> but um, no, I said like, well, Carney said what I said. It wasn't his miles, miles, and miles, but I did say he was miles off the pace, yeah. um, and he was. I mean, me and you sat and watched some Scotia, and like I said to Carney in, in the car, there was the, the, the point when Tav ran by him, and he was kind of looking at him as if to say, "Are you?" Are you playing with us or what? And there was a time when he was at the edge of the box and he looked kind of bent over as if he was blowing out his arse. And yeah, he is miles off the pace. But on the flip side, he's not played a game of football since November. So I'm not having a go at the guy. I'm just saying what I see. He is miles off it. But we need to remember, he hasn't played football since November. He's played 15 minutes against Hearts when we were 4-0 up, went to the fair. You could have come on Scotia and looked decent against Hearts and um, yeah but uh, he needs to get minutes in his legs and, and he will get obviously he's going to get minutes in his legs he's going to start tomorrow um, but do you start him against Dortmund? No is the answer for me I think Carney says the team is the team what was um, against Hearts and yeah if he can give us I know if he can give us the last 10 games of the season Ramsey a fully fit Aaron Ramsey, I think we'll get our money's worth out of him, but he's just not there at the moment, and it's not his fault, it's just he's not kicked a ball since November so, yeah. aye, hopefully tomorrow he'll go out and prove us wrong though Yeah, I mean Pop, we've got 13 games left in the league, we've obviously got the two European games which I expect to be our last in Europe, and then ideally we're getting at the final of the Scottish Cup, you're hoping, so there's not a huge amount of games left for us to play and get him up to match sharpness so we really do need him because otherwise it's a complete waste of, um, of, a, of a loan move if he's not going to be featuring and up to full fitness in two or three weeks down the line. Um, so let's hope he gets there fairly quickly. Um, Gio was also asked about the artificial pitch and he came out and actually Gio seems to, didn't really seem to have an issue with it and he actually, the, the, what I took from it was that he's, he's fine with, with artificial pitches. I don't know if maybe he's thinking back to the Netherlands and the artificial pictures they've got over there rather than the ones we've got in Scotland because I've seen a wee picture of the, the, the Annan pitch for tomorrow and um, it looked like a carpet really. It didn't it didn't fill me with confidence. Um, we spoke in depth about the officials in VR and obviously we've had a wee say on it there in terms of Geo's pretty pro-VAR. And then finally he was asked about Hadji. And it looks like Hadji's going to be missing the start of next season as well. Six to nine months, I think, was kind of what Gio had said in terms of a cruciate ligament um, injury. So, not great news for me, because you all know I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with Yanis Hadji. Um, so, just hope he gets back as soon as as soon as soon he can, safely. Um, the player that was out today was John McLaughlin. And I'm going to be honest, I'm sure I must have heard him speak before. But I didn't realise he was had an English accent. I was because I wasn't for, expecting that. Yeah, do you not think for a goalkeeper he seems a wee bit too normal? Like usually oh, goalkeepers I... have always they've <laughs> always got a wee bit that's like they're not quite wired the same as like a normal footballer. There's always obviously we're used to McGregor who's and I know he's 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 very unique himself, but for a goalkeeper he just very proper, very spoke, very calm, really came across really quite well and I was like Sure, you're a goalkeeper because every goalkeeper I've ever known has always been a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? Just not quite the full shilling. 
I should say, Aye. probably. <laughs> yeah, he's no, got that. He's got that PE teacher, a PE teacher kind of cut about him, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it just seems like he's very controlled. I think himself, very calm, very just not what you would really expect from a goalkeeper. I mean, in saying that, I mean, even I've seen we've seen him a number of times. I've never really seen him animated. Uh, he, again, he's probably been involved in games where he's not really need to have been really animated. If that makes sense, so don't know. I just felt like he, I just thought he just didn't really seem like a goalkeeper. If that makes sense, I know he came across really well because I was surprised when I looked at the length. It was a twelve-minute-long um, interview that he had, and usually the player ones are down at about three or four minutes, really. Um, but he yeah. came across really well and really considered responses from it. So he was obviously um, there's Curry Munster. Are you a goalie, Ali? I'd be good as a goalie with her because I like shouting and swearing. So. I had to put a decent <laughs> 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 yeah, So on, Mac- on McLaughlin, he was um, asked about his new contract. Um, and he's very happy to have that signed up. Um, he was also asked about how, obviously, we've, we've spoke about it in the past as well, but we've been spoiled with goalies for the last 30-odd years. Um, we've been very fortunate. And then um, he was asked what it's like to be number two, and he's... Sort of honest, and he said, You know, the Rangers move came at the right time for me. Um, he accepts that Alan's a brilliant keeper, but he's happy with what his own contribution's been so far, and he's obviously wanting to push himself onwards um, and challenge Alan. Um, he was asked about the preparation for the game. Obviously, with it being Annan, there's not going to be as much footage, and he was like, We'll still do what we can. Um, it will be slightly different, but we'll do what we can. He was then also asked about. Is he our cup keeper? And he was fairly, again, very honest and says, no, it's not a conversation I've, I've, I've had with the manager. Um, it's just needs to make sure that he's ready to play whenever he can. Um, he was also asked to finish up with when he was asked about um, Shagger. Um, and Ryan, I'll come to you this one. He was asked, um, you know, has he spoke to Alan um, about retiring and when he can slip in to be the number, the number one? Again, came across very well and he was like, no, he obviously wants to play as often as he can um, and it's not about stealing Alan McGregor's place, it's about pushing Alan McGregor. So, I mean, we've had that conversation before. How would you feel with McLaughlin coming in as number one if Alan McGregor does decide to hang up his gloves at the end of this season? I like McLaughlin. I really like McLaughlin. And uh, obviously, I, I, I love Shagger. I think he's a legend and I've, I've been beating the drum, banging the drum for him since those Ross County mistakes. But um, this will be Alan McGregor's last season. I am convinced of it. Um, I think I said he's probably one of the first pods I was on. I'd heard from a good source that Alan McGregor's struggling with arthritis in his hips. And I think you can see it. I think you can see struggles going down quickly. Even when he felt his knees at Ross County, and I think you can see this is going to be his last season. He's still a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, but McLaughlin's brilliant cover and I would imagine him going to the market and buy another goalkeeper but I think McLaughlin I would be more than happy for him to be our number one I think his distribution with the ball his feet is better than McGregor and I think he I think he gets the ball out quickly than McGregor as well so I'm not it's not something I'm worried about McGregor does with design to hang his gloves up that or shot that either because McLaughlin's a solid goalkeeper and yeah he's um I'm always confident he's between the six for us, and I, I'm totally like Carney. He's quite that's the first time I've heard him speak today. Um, I thought he was really quite intelligent. 
we'll, quite we'll good. leave that we'll leave that to speculation. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I agree. I think yeah, McLaughlin would be a, easily in his number one. And I think we've said it previously that outside McGregor and Gordon, he is probably the, the next best keeper in, in the Scottish League at the moment. Um, okay, that'll do us in the press conference. We'll now then go on to discuss Annan. And like McLaughlin was saying in this press conference there, it's been fairly difficult to dig up anything really about Annan. But... Um, the game is a 5.30 kick-off tomorrow um, evening um, and it's live on Premier Sports if you're in the UK. I'm sure you can get it on RTV for the folk that are out with the UK. Um, it's um, down at Galabank. Obviously, we've mentioned it's the artificial pitch. Doesn't look great, So, but we're used to it in terms of we've played Hamilton, we've played the likes of Livy on artificial pitches, so the players will be used to it. Um, the weather down in Annan looks pretty horrific in the morning but by the time the game comes around it's um, it looks like it'll have, have um, sort of calmed down in terms of the wind and the rain will let off a wee bit so hopefully it shouldn't the weather conditions shouldn't affect things too much um, Annan are in League 2 they're currently sitting third as I say I had a look through their squad and notes, you know sometimes you look at a, a lower division team and there's a name that pops out like an older sort of Premier League player maybe playing for them Got to be honest, none of the players popped out um, to me as recognising them. Um, just a quick one for you guys. Do you guys want to tell me what the scoring re- was the last time you played, Annan? And can you remember when it was? I'll go for 2-1 Rangers. That's a complete guess. Any other offers? I'll say it was 2000 and... Thirteen, two thousand. I was thinking about two thousand thirteen. We played them. I'll go six one Rangers. Right. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, you want to take a shot? It's probably one each. Yeah, I'm just waiting my Google search coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could, you, could you? No. Could you? 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 Um, very drunk. I did not enjoy the lower. Well, most people didn't enjoy the lower leagues um, at all. I liked it for about four or five games, and that was it. So no, I can't remember the last time we played them. Right. Well, you're all wrong. It was in two thousand and sixteen, seventeen, and we beat them two 0 It was um, in the league. They rejigged the, the league cup in that group format in the in the summer, um, and we played them there under Warburton. And interestingly, it was Joey Barton's first game for Rangers as well that day. So. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't even go back further and look at what the result was when we played them, when we were in the lower divisions. I found that. But yeah, that's what the scoring was the last time we played them. So yeah, I mean, it was really all about us tomorrow. Um, perhaps see a wee bit of rotation. But we just need to go out and make sure that we're in the draw. Come Is it the draw Sunday or is it Monday? I'm not entirely sure. Sunday, but, I think. Is it Sunday? Is it not a game on the Monday? Is it Monday? Is it a game on the Monday? I think there's a game on the... There's a game on... I've seen it advertised somewhere. I've got my memory shocking. I've seen it no advertised somewhere and it's after that game. Maybe it's the Hibs game. Might be the Hibs game. It's not a Hibs game on Sunday. Dundee, is it? Oh, I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll just make sure yeah, that you're Peter, in there. Peter, that's, that's Peter, Peter Head Dundee on a Monday is the last that's game. That's it. So after I think that's on the BBC, I'm sure. That's Monday, quarter to eight. 
Yeah, it's after that. It's after that. It'll be because uh, I heard that wee Sai Ferry saying it. That's why I knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carney, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow? God, man, <laughs> I was the same. I had a wee look at Annan's uh, Annan stuff earlier on. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're they're doing all right. To be fair, quite mixed results. They're drawing quite a lot of games, and they're sitting third in the league just now. Um, obviously, Kelly Hearts are top. I mean, it is really all about us, mate. I know it always is, but I, I, tomorrow is all really all about us and how we, how much we really rotate the the team. I don't expect. Look, Annan are going to try their hardest. Um, of course they are. This is their chance. I think they would have loved it even more if it was going to be at Ibrooks, but the pitch might suit them, might, football in cliche time, level the playing field a wee bit. The more because I've, I've seen the pitch as well, mate, and it looks absolutely dreadful. So, yeah, it's all about how we manage the game, how we approach the game, but um, there's more than enough squad depth for the rotations that we'll make to easily be dealing with with Annan. So I expect nothing but a comfortable Rangers win tomorrow. Yeah. Ryan, your thoughts? Yeah, well, this one's for Curry Muncher. Um, I've done my research on uh, Annan Athletic Boys. Uh, they've obviously <laughs> got their 2,500 stadium with 500 seats. Uh, Peter Murphy's side, who's a former defender like yourself, Scotia, <laughs> He'll be looking to keep things tight with Jordan Loden uh, at the back. Uh, Lewis Hunter's in midfield. And we've got Chris Johnson as well, who used to be a Kilmarnock player, but their danger man's Tommy Gosh. You need to keep Tommy Gosh quiet uh, to get a result here. So get that right up, you curry muncher. I've done my research on Alan Athletic. Um, no, I don't, I, don't foresee, I don't foresee any problems with, with us getting a result because I think... We've got a lot of hungry players um, sitting in the bench at the moment as well. If you think Diallo's not really played the past two games, which past couple of games, which just blows my mind, um, I think he'll be starting tomorrow and he'll have a point to prove he isn't up here to sit in the bench. I mean, the guy's from Man United. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to start tomorrow and put a performance in. There's a few of them. Uh, Kimar Roof is another one who I expect to put a performance in tomorrow. So I think Rangers will win convincingly. I don't want to be arrogant, but I think Rangers will win convincingly. Yeah, hopefully, hope so, hope so. Ali, um, what are your thoughts on the game? Obviously, you'll be going to the pub to watch it, won't you? That's because you've already texted me to say you're going to the pub as well. So <laughs> this with me. I, I, I cancelled my Premier Sports. Yeah, that was your excuse. Good excuse. Um, nah, I was speaking to Carney today, but I'm actually quite looking forward to it. To me... It's a Saturday where I can, can relax and watch Rangers because they're, they're going to win Rangers. Uh, if we can't go down to Arnon Athletic and beat Arnon, we might as well chuck it. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing... We'll obviously come on to teams who we think is going to play. I think there'll be certain players in that team. Um, a wee chance to shine in this Rangers team. I expect wholesale changes tomorrow as well, um, especially with Dortmund coming up and Dungeon United on the Sunday. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's the Scottish Cup. Anything can happen in the Scottish Cup. You see it in England, you see it in Scotland. Shocks do happen, but a shock will not happen tomorrow. There you go. Oh, God. You shouldn't be saying things like that, mate. You should, <laughs> you should definitely not be saying things like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Now you're giving me the fear. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're all the same. I think we're all... all 
feeling fairly comfortable about this game, and it's, it should we should be fine, even with a massive amount of rotation. You'd like to think. Um, so we'll come on to teams and scores, and this is going to be interesting because I have struggled to do this today, um, but I've managed to, to put a team together. Um, so Carney, we'll come at you first. What's your team for tomorrow? Um, yeah, very interesting one. Um, McLaughlin, Zakowski. Sands, Holander, Barisic, Davis, Ramsey, Lowry, Sakala, Diallo and Roof. And I'm going for 4-0 with Sakala to score first. Right, very, very good. That's interesting. Um, Ryan, come to you. I'm going McLaughlin, Sikowski, King, Holander, Barisic, Lowry, Jimmy Sands, Ramsey, and then my front my front three are Diallo, Roof, and Sakala, and I am going four now. Diallo first goal. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Ali, any any difference for you? Well, quite similar, I think. To be honest, my my team's McLaughlin, Sikowski, I've got Goldson in there because he plays pretty much every minute for Rangers. Uh, Holanda, Barisic, as Ryan says, Jimmy Sands sitting to hold the midfield role. Ramsey, Lowry, and the same top three, Diallo, Ruff, and Sakala for me. My team is, again, fairly similar. I know this is where I've struggled. Um, back four is McLaughlin, or back five even, McLaughlin, Zakowski, Goldson, Holander, and Barisic. Midfielder Ramsey and Sands with Diallo, Roof, Sakala and Itton playing up front. Um, that's my team and I'm going to go 4-0 with Itton as the first goal scorer. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't get a scoreline now. Oh, didn't you? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll go 5-0, Diallo, first goal scorer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I really struggled uh-huh. with not putting... <laughs> <laughs> I really struggled with not putting Lowry in the team because he's been playing. He obviously gave him a wee bit of reward for how he played in the previous round. Scotia, um, do you think do you think tomorrow you'll see a lot of obviously Jack Simpson on the bench, uh, Scott Wright who's disappeared into a black hole the last three weeks. Mm. I'd expect him to be in the bench. I think a lot of these boys will be in the bench. Maybe a couple of youth players as well. I think you mentioned Charlie McCann in the the press today and Leon King. So. I expect it to be quite a youthful and un- unexperienced bench with maybe a couple of experienced guys in there. Yeah, no, I think so. I think before I heard the news about Hellander being back and ready to play, I did actually consider having Simpson in there beside Goldson because if he's kicking about, we need to give him game time, you know, just if worse comes to worse and you end up do getting injuries to your defenders again um, and your shorts. But no, I think so. Yeah, Ali... Scott and Ryan, have you got any opinions on that? I think it will be. I think it will be much changed. Uh, I can. I see why you've put Golden in with Hollander. I did think the same thing because Hollander is just back. It might be Golden, so there is a kind of rock steady there. Uh, well, Hollander obviously gets his fitness up. But yeah, in terms of the bench, I expect a significant change to that. I think a lot of players will be um, will be left out and. Uh, awarded a rest uh, because we've got a big two weeks coming up now um, we really do after Annan it's three pretty crucial games um, Dana Dice is the one 
that we're really obviously expecting a, a, another win from. Um, playing against Dortmund is going to be a spectacle and I can't wait for it to happen. But I think the, the our main hitters will probably will probably get a bit of a rest, I would imagine. I don't see why you wouldn't do that, because I said before, the, the squad is big enough and strong enough that we should be able to do so. Yeah, Ryan, anything else? No, I did have um, King stroke Goldson down because I know Goldson likes to play every game and it's probably a good point for us to say congratulations to Conor Goldson because he's made 200 appearances for Rangers now, which I think is unbelievable um, considering he's only been here three three seasons. Um, but yeah, I know Goldson wants to play every game, but it might be that Geo says to him he's, he's having a wee, wee uh, sit-in-the-stand um, tomorrow. He probably will play, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is, um, if he gets sat out because of the magnitude of the games that we've got. I mean, we're, we're playing Borussia Dortmund on Thursday after playing Arn Athletic. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was unfortunately unsuccessful in my the ballot there that was went on. And I know I've seen a few people lucky enough to get ones, but I think, Ryan, you applied as well, didn't you? Did you manage to get anything? Yeah, I applied. Yeah, I didn't expect to get it either, to be honest with you. Um, but yes, I applied. It's 500 we got, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's the standard 5% because obviously it's only 10,000 capacity for yeah. the for the game on Thursday. Ali, Scott, you didn't apply, did you? No. no. I have um, got a pregnant message, mate. Can you imagine I turned <laughs> round and told her, I'm away to Germany for the day. <laughs> I don't think I go down very well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not, no. Um, right, that's just coming up to about an hour, so I think we'll wrap up. Oh, something I forgot to mention. I think you just about mentioned playing... what I was about. Oh, it's not. Carry on. No, yeah, I'll mention right. the things the B, after the, you've said it. The B team are playing tomorrow at the Barton Stadium at 12 o'clock, and considering that I need to pass there to get up to the pub, I might head along and watch that. I think they're playing East Stirlingshire tomorrow at 12, if anyone's got the time in the, earlier in the day before the, before the main event, then you can head along to that. Um, that's a complete Scott Scotia. See Dumbarton's ground, by the way. I watched I, I I yeah, I caught a bit of the B teams game against Sevilla during the week and I as yeah. Carney says, it is a ploughed field. It is horrific. Oh, so, it looks, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's not great because it's right down the front when the the Clyde there and um, it's exposed to the elements and you've also oh, we've always always got um Dumbarton and then Rangers playing Continuously, so it's not getting a rest really. Yeah, you can tell that. But if anyone fancies that, you can do that. Then, um, Carney, you had something you wanted to mention. Yeah, I was going to f- put the fear up everybody for a uh, uh, for his finishing off. According to Twitter, um, from a few things I've seen on Twitter, quite one of the guys quite a reliable source. Rangers are going to wear their white uh, gallant pioneer top on the fifth of March against Aberdeen. Yes. What could possibly go wrong? Have we not learned anything from this? Have you not learned <laughs> Garnet, anything to do Garnet. things like this? I'll come back to you in that one. I wore it against Hearts and I had three oranges and we won five 0 and I wore, I wore it against Hibs and we won two 0 So we're going to win against Aberdeen. There you go. Oh, there we go. You make a lot of bold statements. Two two statements. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Give me the fear sometimes, Ali, honestly. Um, Yeah, so that'll do us. Before I say goodbye to the guys, um, you'll have seen scrolling along the bottom of the page there that we are um, hosting a raffle um, to win a tour of Ibrook Stadium for four people. I think that wraps up on the... 
when is that? First of March? Twenty eighth of February is the last time you can enter. I'll do the draw on the first um sorry scotia, all proceeds will be going to Rangers Charity Foundation. There's a PayPal link, just click the link. Pay me the money. People that have done so so far know how easy it is. Uh, I would literally send you a number. Um, so yes, thank you to everybody that's doing it so far. If we get to hundred pounds, the podcast is going to match it, and we'll um, donate two hundred pound to charity foundation. If you can, please help us get there. The link will be below for this podcast. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much, Scott. Um, so I will say good evening to you, and I'm sure you'll be back with some form of reaction tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. Yeah, it's probably... Ryan, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Do you want to go on a podcast tomorrow, mate? <laughs> got, got the kids, mate. Hit me up, give me a message. I've got the kids, so if I can do it, I will do it. Um, they are through the room just now playing FIFA, so if they need to play FIFA for a half an hour, they'll do it. Yes, as I said, mate, uh, Mr Reliable on this podcast, so I appreciate that. So we mean Ryan tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, good evening, Scott um, and uh, Ryan. Um, thanks for ha- being on. Um, really good again. Um, and I'll probably speak to you in the club deck corner. Cheers. Yes, mate. Thank you very much. Hope you have a nice weekend and I hope everybody enjoys Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> Ali, you looking forward to that one as well? Yeah, where are we going, Scotia? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll make a plan tomorrow in the pub. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on this evening. Yeah, no, no, well done, Scotia, for hosting the pod. You've not been in the pod in a while. I've done three in a row there, Carney, so Carney was proud of me there. But um, no, well done coming on, Scotia, after your wee, um, disappearing act for a wee while. I know your Wi-Fi <laughs> wasn't great. Your dad wasn't pedaling that bike fast enough. So uh, no, well done. You, you, done, you, done, you done well tonight, and I will see you in the boozer tomorrow. And uh, I get a tenant ready. Cheers. Right, excellent. Thank you, everyone. So, as I say, that'll do us. Thank you, everyone, for watching along and all your comments. It's been really good, as usual. Um, as I say, Scott and Ryan will be back with some form of reaction tomorrow evening after what is hopefully a very convincing uh, win by Rangers, and we'll get through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. So, thanks, everyone, and good evening. <laughs>